0: Hi, and welcome to 5 Minutes with Phil Routley. Mission Impossible was one of those iconic 60s and 70s TV shows probably growing out of the popularity of the James Bond movies. Peter Graves and Martin Landau are the stars I remember best. It always began with Graves, in the role of Jim Phelps, surreptitiously listening to a reel-to-reel tape recording that described an impossible situation that he and the team would be expected to solve. The recording always said, Good morning, Mr. Phelps. Your mission, Jim, should you decide to accept it. As always, should any of you or your IM Force team be caught or killed, the secretary will disavow any knowledge of your actions. And then this tape will self destruct in five seconds. And then, of course, they had to relaunch it in the late 80s but only for three seasons in which the tape player was replaced with a mini DVD player, but the same formula. In the 90s, Tom Cruise launched a series of Mission Impossible movies where he created the lead role of Ethan Hunt, six so far, and another two coming in 23 and 24. There's always a serious problem, a very challenging, dangerous, and life-threatening mission, serious and unexpected problems to overcome, a surprise or two, and a satisfying conclusion. Well, except for the inevitable cliffhanger to make you look forward to the sequel. Last week in 5 Minutes with Phil Routley, Soul Impact post, I mentioned that purpose and mission are like two sides of the same coin. You really can't have one without the other. Purpose drives mission, and mission drives purpose. If the purpose is to save the world from bad guys, the mission is to do whatever it takes to protect the planet. Your mission, should you decide to accept it, begins with understanding your purpose, your why, and then doing whatever is necessary to fulfill it. Your mission says, there's the problem. What am I going to do about it? The mission is where you get very practical and ask the question, now what? So what would be a good example? Well, how about a family that has three children with two years between them, as they should be, As they enter kindergarten, one at a time, mom and dad have a vision and a purpose of developing them into fine, independent, moral adults. They see the day in the future when they will be educated, equipped, and prepared to hold responsible jobs, manage their finances well, have meaningful relationships, and contribute to society. The mission is what it takes to get them to that point. It's kind of an overarching umbrella plan, made up of hundreds of smaller plans and goals. In that sense, it's like the vision of an NFL team. They have a series of Vince Lombardi trophies lined up in the corporate office and to have a billion dollars in the bank. The purpose, honestly, is the money and the prestige that comes with it. The mission is to win enough games every year to accomplish the purpose and to do that year after year. The plans would include creating game plans for every game and every situation in the game, to maintain or restore the health of every player, to retain players that fit into the mission, and to trade others to create team chemistry that most buy into. The season is more important than the game, and the mission is more important than any one player. Your mission won't be completed in a one-hour TV show or a two-hour movie. It's bigger than that. Most will take an extended period of time, perhaps years even, unless they're too small and insignificant to be labeled as mission. Often, they'll have several components that will impact various parts of life, education, entrepreneurship, or legacy. But it would be incorrect to suggest that we have only one mission in life. Early in his ministry, Jesus had called the 12 apostles and other disciples to follow him. I'm pretty sure they didn't know what they were getting into, But for three years, he made it pretty clear that as the Son of God who had come to declare that the kingdom of God was arriving, his mission was to go to the cross. As that day approached, we read that he resolutely set out for Jerusalem, Luke 9.51. He was on a mission. After the crucifixion and the resurrection, he met his disciples in Galilee. Some still didn't know what to think of him, but they listened to what he said. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. They were given a mission. In fact, we call this the Great Commission. His mission was to continue through them. He made that even clearer when he told them, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, Acts 1.8. It wasn't long before the disciples, led by Simon Peter, were challenged by the religious leaders in Jerusalem at Pentecost in Act 2. But Peter knew that their mission was to make disciples of all nations, all believers. Jesus' great commission is our mission. It's at the very center of who we are to be and why we are to be it and what we are to do. But we don't all go about it in the same way. More about that next time.